There it is. Okay, so I have no bit. Um, neither do I. Should we start the show? Oh, wait. Did you finish The Last of Us? Like the show? Yes, but that has to be its own review. Okay, all right. It has to be its own full episode. Okay. Because there's a lot to fucking talk about. Did you know what was going to happen? I mean, I know from the story, from the game, yeah. Okay. And I'm really hoping that part two, there's a big departure from the game. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, it can't. I hope so. No, it can't. Why not? It can't. I have you okay? There's a guy. I think it's called a closer look. Let me see real quick. Oh know. yeah, the guy, the guy that rewrote the, the the whole the whole second second game. Yeah. Yes, have I told you about it? Uh, I I saw the video like before, before you told me about it. Uh, but have you have you seen it or no? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, okay, gosh. Gotcha. So you but you didn't like his rewrite. It's not that I don't like his rewrite. Like he's free to have that rewrite. It's just how to explain it. It's va it's valid that he would say, "Oh, this is how I would do it," but I don't like I don't like comparing the real story to that to like a fan's idea of what it should be. I don't think uh it's fair to like the people who. Work hard on the game, you know, so to be I, like to, to, to be like this thing that you spent like eighteen hour work days crunching and working. Why didn't you do it like this other guy that had like you know some other time? Like I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Well, I yeah. think he he actually stated like I'm not saying I'm a better writer. I have the benefit of hindsight twenty twenty. This is just my pitch. Yeah, but like he doesn't. He I I don't think he bashes them ever directly to say like you guys know that game. No, and he's not bashing it, but every comment in that video is like, he's like, oh, like, why didn't they do it like you did? Like, and, and I don't like that, you know? Uh, so I don't know, just engaging with that. Uh, it gives me flashbacks because, look, I played the game in 2013 and I waited from 2013 to 2020 for a second game to come out. Okay. Uh -huh. So, like, I was there, <laughs> I was in the trenches when the game came out and i was going through everyone was going through the motions at the same time it was rough and it was like the beginning of the pandemic so i don't know just hearing i just knowing that we're gonna go through that again with the show like we are spoiled i hope we get exactly i hope we get it exactly like like the game i have and i could be wrong i'm fine with being yeah. wrong i'm okay with it i think there's going to be too much interference for Joel to die uh, like he does. Spoilers, I guess. Spoil Fuck you if you don't know this. Um, Joel dies during part two. I won't say when, but he dies. Um, I think there's going to be too much studio interference for Pedro Pascal's character to die because of how popular he is. Because they did do one episode with Bella Ramsey by herself, and apparently it was like one of the lowest watch. Either it was or... It was one of, if not the lowest watched, like lowest viewership episodes of the whole season. It was the lowest. It was it was the lowest viewership. It was it was uh, it was attacked on IMDb, but now it's that's because not people, right. are, people are fucking weak because they can't they can't 
they can't bear to see lesbians on TV. So now that's bullshit. Yeah. I agree with you there. Fuck those people. But yeah, uh, and also of- wasn't wasn't that episode the, the the one that was coming out at the same time as the Super Bowl and they, they had to change it? So I think that affected viewership. No, was it that episode? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But maybe. yeah, I think. But I think from the from the viewership, I don't know if they have the faith in Bella Ramsey for her to carry the entire show on her back by herself. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm. I want more Joel. So I kind of hope that they don't follow the story tit for tat. If they do, fine. But I hope they don't. Let me tell you a story. So when the the first game was coming out. The cover for the game, the original cover, was going to be just Ellie, like, by herself. And Sony was like, are you sure about that? Like, we can't, like, I don't know, Naughty Dog. Like, is that a good idea? Like, do you think people are going to buy a game where it's just a girl on the cover? Like, especially when one with this kind of story. And Naughty Dog was like, well, that's, that's, that's our, she's the main character. Like, she is, like, the, the the catalyst of the, of the story. Like, she has to be there. Yeah, like she's the protagonist, like she's the main character. And they were like, okay, how about this? Let's put both of them on the cover. And they were like, fine, I guess. So they, they put, so if you see the cover for the original game, it's Elia at the front and Joel in the back. Uh, cause at least they got away with, 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 uh, with, with putting Ellie at the, at the front, but she had to be accompanied. When the second game was coming out, The Last of Us was so popular and Ellie was so popular. That when they released the cover for the second game, it was just Ellie's face. And Sony was like, drop it. Do it. Let's fucking go. I no, you know what? I'm gonna say that they're wrong. That I, I agree with Sony when it comes to putting Joel and Ellie on the cover, because I feel like it's a partnership. They both should be on it. You play most of the game as Joel anyway. I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah, but it's it wasn't the original plan. But when the second one came out, like Ellie had built up enough of a fandom. That when they said the cover's gonna be just Ellie, Sony was like, "Fuck yeah, man! Let's do it. Let's go." What's called? I <coughs> there's so much great merchandise out there for the Last of Us on Etsy. I'm just trying to pick which one to buy right oh now. Oh my god, there's so much good stuff though. Um, so let's let's talk about something we can actually talk about. Yeah. Okay, so the Oscars were speaking. So Last of Us was on Sunday, but the Oscars were also on Sunday. I watched live. I watched it with a few friends. Uh, we made a little pool of predictions, which I won. Good for you. High five. I got 16 out of the 24 categories, right? Uh, so I'll take that. Yay. Wait, you got how uh, many of the categories? I got like 16 out of 24. Jesus. Okay. No, wait, 15. 15 out of 24. All right. So, are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to recap. We're going to go from bottom to the top. So, we're going to start with best visual effects. This went to Avatar, which, like, of course. I don't think there was any debate. When you wait years to develop the technology to create your film, I don't think it's really fair. Yeah. Um, the other nominees were All Quiet in the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun. And I think Avatar is uh, very well deserving of that. Uh, those whales made it worth it. Uh, after that, it was Best Film Editing, and that went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I think also also valid, because 
I don't yeah. see how it could have been anyone else. Because, like, did you see the show um, The Haunting of Hill House? Uh, I, I saw a couple episodes, yeah. I remember thinking that this might be the best editing I've ever seen because the editing actually aids in the storytelling. You're not just watching stuff. The editing matters in how the story is told. Same thing with everything everywhere all at once. The editing matters in the manner in which you are able to take the film. Worth it. Yeah. And this was, uh, so the Oscar went to Paul Rogers, who who did the editing. Uh, I've never seen Twitter so thirsty for an editor because this man is handsome. And so he picked up his Oscar and then he very proudly said, this is only my second film I've edited. Thank you. And we were like, shut up. Fuck what do you, you. say? <laughs> he said, this is only my second film I've ever edited. I can't believe this. Huh? Yeah. He, Twitter yeah. is very thirsty for this man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He edited, uh, before this, he had worked on uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette. He was the editor for that one. He was also the director of Death of Long Dick. So, oh, the death of Dick Long, yeah. Dick Long, yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, so that was best film editing, best costume design went to Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, that one kind of surprised me. I would have assumed it would have gone to Babylon. Me too. I actually, I think I had everything everywhere for this one, but uh, Babylon and Elvis were strong contenders. Uh, so was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Um, something cool that someone pointed out is that Ruth E. Carter, who won this award, she's this, she's the first woman of color to have two Oscars. And I think that's fucking insane. I think that's bullshit. No, Congratulations I, to we her. Checked. But bullshit. Yeah. We checked. Yeah. The first person of color to have two Oscars. That is fucking crazy. Um, yeah. So, best costume design, best makeup and hairstyling went to The Whale. Uh, that fat suit really impressed the fuck out of everyone. I'm surprised it didn't go to All Quiet on the Western Front, considering the scale. But fair enough, The Whale, I guess. I don't know how All Quiet on the Western Front was nominated for this. I mean, what is, it's not makeup. They're just throwing dirt at people's faces. Like, but it has to be historically accurate dirt. Historically accurate dirt. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Jesus. you, that was, that was a good joke. Speaking of that, best cinematography went to All Quiet in the Western Front. Uh, I wanted it to go to Bardo, but okay, fine. All Quiet. You ended up watching All Quiet in the Western Front, right? Yeah. Um, I never watched it. Like, do you think it deserved all these awards that it won? Can I unload on this? Yeah. Is yeah, this the, yeah, is this yeah, the yeah. one where I, I tee off? Sure, 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 sure. Why not? Um, it seems like every year or every other year, there's like a war film that gets nominated for everything, like 1917, uh, Fury, uh, Dunkirk. There's been a number of like World War One, World War Two films every fucking year, and it gets nominated for a lot of shit. And sometimes I'm like, it's not really warranted. Like, All Quiet on the Western Front didn't do much different from something like in a visually perspective, not storytelling, but visually perspective. From like something like Dunkirk or Fury or 1917. Like it's not something we had never seen before. Um, I want to actually point out a snub in this. I would argue the bat and I understand, I'm a fan. I would argue the Batman maybe should have been nominated for best cinematography because some of those visuals in that film are beautiful. Fight me. When Batman is walking out of the when uh when he's walking out of the water with the with the torch. Carrying oh, yeah. that kid, 
fuck you, that is a beautiful scene. It's not just that. It's the, the scene when he's uh, when it's when the camera is upside down and he's oh, he's walking. Hit. Yeah, that's a great shot. Uh, Roger Deakins, who is like uh, one of the best cinematographers ever, he, he was nominated for the Empire of Light. He said like the best cinematography like uh, category like it's missing the Batman. It has to be there. I yeah like, yeah. Th- th- thank you, Roger. Thank you, you beautiful son of a bitch. Speaking of DC, did you see the thing that James Gunn just? Just tweeted. God damn it, Chima, what? Tell me. You know what? I'll just tell you. Just tell me. He, tell me. Tell me. He is directing Superman Legacy. Oh, I assumed that. No shit. No, he was writing it, but then he just he just tweeted out today and he said, like, I wasn't gonna do it. I was just gonna write it. Uh but then he's he mentioned the uh the uh the release date. Mm-hmm. And he showed it to his brother, and his brother his brother told him, like, hey, that's Dad's birthday. Oh. And was that a big... Was yeah. a big Superman fan? Yeah. So, like, it started to, like, come out, like, a lot of stuff, and then he, he just went, like, yeah, I'm doing it. Fuck it. I mean, <laughs> he already did Brightburn. He did a Superman movie, horror movie, but he did a Superman movie already. This is going to be yeah, the second he... round. He didn't direct it though. He just produced that one. Brightburn. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, let me see. I uh, you... let me let me read you his post. It says, uh, "Yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released July 11, 2025." My brother said when he saw the release date, he started to cry. He said, "Dude, that's that's birthday. I hadn't realized it had been so long. It had been a long road to this point. I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no because I didn't have a way." in that it felt unique and fun and emotional to give Superman the dignity he deserved. Then a bit less than a year ago, I saw Way In, in many ways centering around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocracy Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take, a, take on writing the script, but I was hesitant to direct, despite the constant pestering by Peter Seffron and others to commit. Just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally enough to spend over two years directing it, especially not something of this magnitude. But the long of the short of it is, I love the script, and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey. Up, up, and away. There it is. Shit. Um, well, I just noticed something. The last yeah. five things that he, the last seven things that he's directed have all been superhero-based, where there's Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, parts one, two, and three, uh, the Suicide Squad, um what else what else super i would count that as a superhero film because fuck you that's it is why. it is um the guardians of the galaxy holiday special and peacemaker so superheroes seem to be in his blood and you know what i'll fucking take it just please let, well. it, let it be a guardians of the galaxy movie and not a guardians of the galaxy volume two you want to fight I think the first one's better than the second one. I think the second one is better than the first one, so you know. That's fine. You're entitled uh, to be wrong. But Well, I would t- I would tell you you're right, but then we'll both be wrong. Um Black Adam was great. You don't not you don't even believe that. You don't believe that. Dance puppets. Dance. Have you um, did you <laughs> did you saw the the Shazam thingy? The with Gal Gadot? Yeah. Dude, I'm okay. This is ugh, shit. We're just supposed to be talking about the Oscars. Nah. Uh, you, you want me to just make one quick comment? 
I have a lot of comments. If you want to make the quick one, I'll I'll, I'll make the long one. But go ahead. Fuck, I, dude, I want an episode talking about DC real quick. Supposedly, there's a rumor going around, and it's fine. It was just a rumor, but I think wow, this is kind of interesting. Supposedly, um, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, and Ben Affleck are considering lawyering up against Warner Brothers because they were promised. You know the world they were promised like oh you know multiple film franchises for each of you they were promised yeah. you know cameos of the movies and all the stuff and obviously they're hitting the reset button which is probably going to knock all three of them out yago might still be on the table batflex out cavill's out um but supposedly they're considering legal action because they you know, broke their contract because by not fulfilling your word on these other films that you promised us we lost out on money in other franchises that were offered to us. Yeah. So the Trinity might be going after DC and not in the way that we were hoping. Well, you know, this wouldn't have happened if they had just, you know, been good from the start. They should have hired me. I would have made sure everything was uh, right as rain. Okay. All, all I was going to say is that I think it's very sad to see that. Like I saw that teaser and I like I saw the teaser with like Wonder Woman in it and I went that that ah I should have seen that in the theater. Like I shouldn't have it just sucks. Like it, it really sucks. Like they're it it's not, it, they're not trying it shows Yeah, it just shows that they are not Yeah, like they're not interesting in like doing it correctly then. I mean anyway. Yeah, that should have honestly I would have cut that completely. Because you're not going to bring, well, Gal Gadot's on the fence of being brought back. Um, apparently, the 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 impression is, depending on Shazam and Blue Beetle, if both films do well, they'll bring back the characters. If they don't do well, then he'll only bring, he'll bring back basically whoever does well in the box office. Whoever he thinks that he can retain in positive light. So Shazam is going to depend on the box office. Same thing with Blue Beetle. Oh, so that's why Black Adam's not coming back. Good. That's one reason. I think also because yeah. The Rock had a different vision. I think, like you said, he wanted a Black Adam versus Just League movie where he could beat everyone, and they were like, no. That's fucking... Well, because he was fucking stupid. Well, also, uh, well, he declined <laughs> to do a cameo for Shazam even before they cast the Candom. That's, that's, again, fucking stupid. Like, that's that's where you go. That's your home. Why did you go to your home? You don't want to. You don't like your home. Also, there's a song with the Super Pets didn't do amazing. It did solid. I mean, it made two hundred million off a budget of ninety mil. So I assume it did well, but I assume because the uh, the relationship is soured, I don't think we're getting another Super Pets anytime soon. Unfortunately. Well, who cared about that one? <laughs> Hey, fuck you. It was a cute movie. My nephews and my niece love it. <laughs> best <laughs> production design. Oh, God. Yeah, we should get back on subject. So, best production design, all quite on the Western front. Uh, Fine. I think I had Babylon for this one. Again, uh, I've, I've seen this movie before. Babylon or Elvis? Yeah. I'm, tired, I'm tired of war movies, man. Look, I like 1917, but I, that's where I draw the line. Like, I don't go beyond that one. And I, I also like Fury, but you can tell it's because of there's something else besides the war aspect that I end up liking about these movies. And 
I didn't watch All Quiet because it looked just like another war movie, and I understand it's kind of like a thing, and I know everyone is forced to read this book when they're in high school, I think. Yeah, I think that's another reason why you're right. Yeah. Um, but okay, fine. I'm, it's there. I'm just tired of all these war movies, though. Like, can we stop? Yeah. Um, be- speaking of war movies, Best Sound went to Top Gun. Uh, I'm okay with this. Totally okay with this. Uh, even though I did like the, I did like the Batman. I did like that the Batman was there. Um, but I would have I would have preferred if that had gone to like the score. Best original song went to Natu Natu from. Um, yeah, dan- dancing was cool. I'm not gonna lie, dancing was pretty cool when they did it live. That was pretty cool. Um, best original score also went to All Quiet. I thought it was gonna go to Babylon. Um, or Fablemans because they they like giving uh, uh, Oscars to John Williams. Uh, Surprise! The Batman was not in was not in best score. I think it deserved it. But for, I guess for best quiet. original score. Yeah, maybe they thought it was too much of a ripoff of Darth Vader's theme. Dun 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 dun, dun. and we're demonetized. I drive with that song. And I work out with that song, believe it or not. It's it's pretty good. If you're having yeah. a hard arm day and you're trying to get your biceps pumping, play that song <laughs> and keep doing your curls. Fuck you. Best animated short film went to The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. You were campaigning for this one almost because I... Yeah, I liked it. I really did. It was a cute little thing, you know? Yeah. It was it was cute. If I had... That might be the one I cared about the most. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw it after, after you talked about it, and I, I ended up liking it, too. Um, I saw that it was based on, like, a little children's book, and I feel like, yeah, yeah you can really it, tell. It looked like a children's book, also, like yeah. the, the way it was presented. Yeah. Uh, Best Live Action Short Film went to an Irish Goodbye. I was pushing for Le Pupil because of Alfonso Cuaron, but okay, it went to this one. I, I, did, I didn't see the rest of them, so... I'll have to check them out. Best documentary short subject went to the Yellow Planet Whispers, which I also uh, was pushing for. This was on Netflix, and I liked it. So pretty good documentary feature went to Navalny. I have not seen this, but it is on HBO Max, so I might end up watching it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, I was pushing it for Fire of Love, which was uh, very, very sad, but beautiful in a weird way. Uh all right, best. All right, we're getting to the big ones. Best international went to All Quiet in the Western Front. Obviously, if it's nominated for best picture, how could it have not? Uh, best animated went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Do you think it deserved it? Because a lot, because the people that I was watching it were really pushing for Puss in Boots. Uh, I think there's an argument for both films because Pinocchio is a more complicated story. I think it was a lot of harsh subject matter. They're trying to recognize a great director in Del Toro, which he did deserve the Oscar. It was a passion project. But Puss and Boots was so much fun and it's so much more rewatchable. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of the argument of who do we go with? The great indie film or the good mainstream film? Because yeah. they're both good in their own way. It's who do we go with? And I'm glad Del Toro got his moment in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I will rewatch Pussy Boots more times than I think I'll rewatch Pinocchio, but I haven't rewatched it since you have not. 
it's yeah. too emotional man like i can't yeah. my, my heart cannot hurt that much <laughs> yeah also shout out to marcel the shell with the, with the shoes on it's a really cute movie i heard uh, i heard it was good yeah it's a, it's an a20 it's another a24 um best adapted screenplay went to sarah poli for women talking good for her she won one oscar uh, i mean I, I feel like the movie deserved the spotlight <coughs> fair fair enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry um so it, it, it's it's worth to mention that a lot of the movies nominated a lot of the big movies that were nominated for a lot of awards went home empty-handed like elvis went home empty-handed the ventures of finish sharon went home empty-handed and good for women talking who got like only like a couple of nominations but he managed to get one good for sarah Polly. uh She's cool. I've liked her ever since I saw her running away from that weird, freaky alien thing in Splice. Good for her. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, best original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, which, of course, it went. Because who else? Like, that's... How do you even begin to write that? I agree. And then we yeah. get to the big six. Yeah. Uh, you want to take over this one? Um... Well, this is where I actually started having some questions about controversies. Okay. So for Best Supporting Actress, Jamie Lee Curtis won her everything ever all at once, where the front runner was Angela Bassett, so much so that she was winning awards left and right. Um, and there's a controversy that the camera was lingering on her and she looked kind of mad after Jamie Lee won. I mean, which... I would be mad too. That's fair. I, I, she's human. She can be frustrated. Like, damn it, I thought I was going to win. But also... yeah. People were bringing up the fact that like certain actors and actresses get offered Oscar-worthy roles every year. Like Jennifer Lawrence will be nominated again at some point. She's going to be offered a, a good script. Like you know, she yeah. gets offered those really dramatic roles. Um, Jessica Chastain, same thing. She will be nominated again at some point. She Angela won last Bassett. year, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But Angela Bassett, this is her first nomination, and when's the next time she's going to get offered a role? that allows her to dig that deep and stand out as much as she did. Plus, some people argue maybe Jamie Lee Curtis shouldn't have been nominated. Hong Chao definitely deserved it, but, uh, sorry, not Hong Chao. Uh, Miss Stephanie Su? Su, yeah. Miss Stephanie Su definitely deserved the nomination. She was uh, way more in the film, especially as a villain, uh, Joe Butapaki. So, did Jamie Lee Curtis even deserve the nomination, considering how, how little she was in the film? So there's the controversy. Go. So I agree. I I look. I like Jimmy the Curtis. Fucking love her. I've loved her ever since I saw I was a kid and I saw her in Freaky Friday. Okay, uh, and I grew up watching those fucking Activia commercials. So of course I like Jimmy the Curtis. Uh, this is not her fault. A lot of people are attacking her. Don't. No reason. No no reason to. This is the Academy's fault. Mm -hmm. I like Angela Bassett. Look, the fact that she was nominated for a Marvel movie is fucking insane. That has never happened. Okay? And the fact that she's not even, like, the main character. Like, she was the mother of the main character, and she gave such a great performance that she had gotten nominated. It's amazing. Okay? It's 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 a landmark that she got there. Um, my money was on Stephanie Hsu. Okay? Uh, because I wanted to say that oh my god a cast member from the spongebob broadway musical got an oscar like that's what i wanted i wanted her to get it just because of that was she sammy or who was she 
She was Karen, uh, the computer wife. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. So, um, but now, did they give it to Jimmy the Curtis? Because probably because there's a history and and retribution and all that, and like uh, for all her career, possibly. Um, because yeah, I saw Stephanie Shue and like she was the movie works because she works. Um. Uh. So yeah, I can't really disagree with everything they're saying. Uh, the other two nominees, Hong Chao was great, and uh, and uh, the whale. I'll throw you the the certain nomination. Carrie Condon in support in from Banshees. She was good. I think she was there for not a lot of the movie. Uh, and I understand why she was nominated because I think they wanted to nominate everything from uh, Banshees. Uh, but nah, my money wasn't Stephanie, and I think she deserved to win. Uh, but of course, congratulations to Jamie Lee Curtis. Good for her, also. Um, not, I'm not gonna be like mad, you know. Fair. But yeah, that 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 was the big that was the big uh, uh, upset, I guess. The big high, however, was best supporting actor when Ki Hu Kwan got on stage and received that Oscar. I think it was like the second award that was given and we all cried. <laughs> it was amazing. Didn't uh didn't he hug Harrison Ford? Didn't he wasn't he with the presenter? That was on Best Picture. But, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I I remember seeing the 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 picture of them hugging. I was like, oh that's nice. Yeah. Uh yeah, he he did give it to him for best for best uh Best picture. Uh, no, he got it. He gave a beautiful speech. Uh, uh, Ariana DeBose, who presented the award, was crying when she said her when she said his name Aww. because we all felt it. Like you see that guy, and it's like, yeah, makes you feel things. Uh, uh, the other nominees were great. Brandon Gleason in Banshees was was great. I mean, he cut off all his fingers, not for nothing. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry was wonderful that he got nominated. Uh, Jared Hirsch, uh, I think this, I think this was the, the least important nomination because he was in it for, people complain that Jamie Lee Curtis is basically a cameo and everything everywhere. No, she is a character. Jared Hirsch in the Fable Mess is there for 40 seconds. Like, I, I cannot believe that he was nominated off of that. If that long, he's in there for 40 seconds. If that long. Barry Keoghan gave a beautiful performance in Batches of Finish Sharing. He totally deserved to be nominated. But Ki Kwan, it was his year. It was his maybe, year. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in everything next year. I cannot fucking wait. You know, maybe they should have uh, swapped out uh, Judge Hirsch with um, with Tom Hanks in Elvis. No, I he don't was think a despicable he, son of a bitch. You can't. He that. was, but I don't think it was a good performance at all. It was cartoony. Like it was. So I've never funny. seen Tom Hanks as a villain. You didn't even see the circle. I've never seen the circle. It You've never seen Bachelor's movie? Party? You never seen Bachelor's Party? Uh that one, he's not a villain in that movie. He's not a villain, but he plays a debauchery debauchery filled uh, uh, young person. No, but I've never seen Tom Hanks as like a straight up bat like Max Land is the son of a bitch. Um he's a bastard, but he, he the son of a bitch can write. He once proposed on what is it, movie talks? The the, the show where the guy yeah. that's not disgraced. He proposed that Tom Hanks played Lex Luthor at one point. Yeah, as a as a venture capitalist, I'm like, I see it, I see it. Basically. But back to the Oscars. Um, yeah, best uh, actress. Mm -hmm. 
And there's another controversy with this one that I want to bring up and I want to get your input. So there's debate whether Andrea Riseborg, Riseborg? Riseborough, Riseborough, yeah. Deserved to be nominated for to Leslie considering the small box office and the very, very, very limited release versus another actress by the name of Daniel Dayweiler. Okay. Until uh, the debate is not just who gave the better performance, but Andrea, seemingly with more friends in higher places, was able to squeak in the nomination with who she knows versus yeah. actually earning it. And considering the very limited release of Two Leslie didn't even qualify versus Till, which is a significant, which is a more significant film with a larger release and arguably uh, a more important uh, story being told. So who should have and why? Well, uh, I I was there with the whole Andrea Risborough to Leslie nomination was trying to be pushed. I remember when it was her, when a bunch of actors started tweeting about it. And I was like, what is this movie? Why have I not heard about it? Uh, made less than a few, I think it made less than a million in the box office. Like, what is this? Um, they played towards a very specific strength. Uh, it is very strange that they that the way that they did it. Uh, I'm surprised that it worked. Uh, I don't know enough about the subject, but I remember when it was coming out, and I remember the memes that everyone did. I am shocked when she. I was shocked when she got nominated. I was like, "God damn, their evil plan worked." Uh, I did not see Till. Uh, I did saw that it was pushed a lot for this kind of for these awards, and, and and I saw that it was not was not nominated for anything. Uh, I haven't seen Too Leslie either. But I, I have seen that a lot of people said that the, her performance was pretty incredible. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it was a good performance that was going to get buried deep because they didn't have the money to build a campaign. Which if you if you played the game in order to get nominated and you succeeded, I mean, they probably did something right. But uh, toying with uh, calling the produ- the Oscar voters and be like, hey, you should watch this movie, you should watch this movie, you should watch it, you should watch it, you should watch it, feels very indirect or maybe like a different way to play it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch to Leslie. I don't think I watched to Leslie. Um, I did saw all the other ones. No, wait, I didn't see Blonde. But I, I did see Tar and I did see Everything Everywhere and I did see Fablements. Um... And I understand why the rest of them are there. Uh, I was afraid that Kate Blanchett was going to win, which it's it, 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 it's not a hit. It's not, I'm not g- complaining. Uh, she totally deserved to be there. Her performance was insane. Uh, but Michelle Yeoh fucking deserved it. She was the main character. She she deserved to be there front and center. She deserved to have her moment. I completely agree. This is one of those movies. <coughs> it's um, it's, it's like a career Carilla. best. No, it's one yeah. of it's like Corella. This movie hangs on her. If she doesn't bring her A game, the whole film falls apart. There's no version Absolutely. of this where she if she is not on if she is not dialed in at eleven, the movie fails. Yeah. And she was always dialed on eleven. And bear in mind, she didn't just play herself. She didn't just play Evelyn. She played this version of Evelyn and that version of Evelyn. And then the rock version of Evelyn. And then Evelyn with sausage fingers. Yeah. Um Michelle Yao definitely deserved it. This year felt like a year of, and I, I hope I'm not trying to downplay people's award wins when I say this, 
But this definitely felt like a year where people who deserved better earlier finally got everything that they deserved. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that's not to downplay that, oh, they played bad. No, I'm just saying, like, it felt like vindication. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of that, best actor went to Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Goddamn right it did. <laughs> I was so afraid that Austin Butler was going to like come in in the last second, and I was going to be so mad if that happened. And I can just imagine him being so angry. Like, I kept this fucking voice for three years and I didn't get it? Like, oh, he must be fuming. <laughs> Austin Butler? Yeah. Um, well, apparently, yeah. uh, there's also a video of, uh, Ange- of Angela Bassett holding his hand and then, like, you know, yeah. to see if he gets it or not. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. I think we all wanted to see Brendan Fraser win, so like it's not, it wasn't uh, too far fetched. I think it was gonna be between him and Colin Farrell, uh, because he was really good in the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, and I will say I love that Paul Mescal got nominated for After Sun. It was such a small little movie that honestly should have been nominated for also for screenplay and for editing because it was also just a a, a smaller. But such a marvel of a movie, and I'm glad his performance. I hope this get him. This gets him like way more because he's a talented little guy um, with thunder thighs. Anyway, um, but yeah, very happy for Brandon Fraser. Cannot wait to see what he does next. I'm glad that he's gonna work with. Uh, he's gonna be in uh, in that uh, that uh, new Scorsese movie, so that's cool. Let me see here. Yeah. Question: After yeah. Sun, uh, spoilers alert, ladies and gentlemen, for the next ten seconds. Is that the one where the father spends like a weekend with his kids and then commits suicide? It's implied, yes. Ah, okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> next. Also, also, just uh, just as a as a last caveat, uh, Paul Mescal is twenty seven. Like he's fucking young as he's shit. He's younger than us. Yeah, and fuck this guy. Comes... Who who do you think he is doing doing being so successful? Yeah, uh, he's really good. Uh, Best director. uh, That went to Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for everything, everywhere, all at once. Because, of course, it did. And it was so deserved. Well, again, it's one of those weird movies that, like, not anyone could do. It's so unique that it it comes down to one person. Like, there's no version of this where it takes... I'm sorry, yeah, two people. There's no version of this where it's you. If you swap out these directors with, fuck, I don't know, Steven Spielberg, this movie looks so much different. Like only they could have made this version of the film. I I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Like this, this, this would have been really hard to pull off. So you definitely need all the manpower you you can get. Um, I'm well, glad yeah. that they got it. They wrote it too, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. That yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, these two are are strange little guys, and I'm glad that we have them working in this field. Uh, I, I will watch anything that they do now. Uh, and of course, this picture went to everything, everywhere, all at once. Because of course it did. It's the one that deserved it the most. Not gonna lie, I was I was shocked that All Quiet in the Western Front did win. I'm happy. I'm, sh- I'm happy. I'm shocked all the awards that it did won. The uh, everything everywhere all at once? No, the uh the all quiet. 
I look, man. Old Anglo people love their uh, war movies. Yeah. Like um. Yeah. No, but it made sense. It made sense that everything everywhere was the movie of 2022. It was the movie, uh, and I think it's the one that is we're gonna leave uh, knowing and remembering the most because it is fucking memorable. Not everyone is gonna is gonna forget uh, hot dog fingers anytime soon. Um, That's really the only thing that threw me off. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but it it came out. It's good. The show was good. The show came out without a hitch. Nobody slapped anyone. Everything. uh, uh, No, there were no malfunctions. It was a pretty good show. It didn't feel very long. And yeah, uh, Kimmel was not cringy as a host. Uh, I thought it was funny when he said, if you want to come up here and hit me, you're going to have to get through so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. And I got to, when he said Spider-Man, yeah. I was expecting Tom Holland and they got Andrew Garfield and they were like, oh yeah. And he was like, <laughs> sorry, he pointed to me. Yeah. He was, he was interviewed afterwards and he, and they asked him like, Hey, why did you do that? And it's like, they actually told me ahead of time that he was going to single me out. And they told me, Hey, you should do like the, the, the Spider-Man hand thingy, like the web thingy like this mm-hmm. to the screen. But I just, I didn't see it coming. So I just went like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You know, yeah. you know what would be funny if they had warned him further, far enough in advance, he should have worn the Spider-Man suit underneath, just like and just been like, ah, and yeah. pop the button, like fucking just, ah. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my two-time Academy Award nominee, Andrew Garfield. Is, yeah, is, is he two-time nominee, Andrew Garfield? Yeah, he's two-time nominee. When the fuck was he nominated? Twice. He was nominated for last year. He was nominated for uh, for the musical for the. Oh my god, that's right, the one I never finished. Yeah, that one. And before that, he was nominated for the war movie. Uh... Hawksaw Ridge. Yeah, Hawksaw Ridge. Yeah. Huh. Uh, did not. He is the only. He's the only Spider-Man actor who's nominated for an Oscar twice. And so has a. Uh... Has Tobey Maguire been nominated for an Oscar? Nope. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, he did take a step back from actually being in front of the camera to be a father. No, not to, no, to be a producer. Who gives a shit about being a father? <laughs> you know, someday my kids are going to hear this, and I want you kids to know go to bed, you little shits. <laughs> go to bed now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the. <laughs> The show went well, that's what I'm trying to say. It was one of the least cringy Oscars that we've had, and it felt like it went by fast, it was fun, performances were good. All happy. Good show. Good show. Well done. Uh, yeah. Any other thing you want to add? Um, no, there are no beatdowns, so good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I can't advocate for the Batman. Like, I... I'll give a cinematography, but like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that covers the 95th Academy Awards, and yeah, I think we're good. We're good there. Uh, we'll see how next year comes up. I think this is usually the time when I start counting like the movies for this year. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, 
Nothing really. Oh, I, I got one. Animated movies are real films, not just for kids. You fucking assholes. Yeah. Then, I support that. Go Guillermo. All right. Uh, we're going to go because we're going to do a review of Scream. With Scream. Scream 6. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us. My name is Shema. I've been Eddie. And this was the robot. Signing off with a reminder that violence is always the answer. Bye, everyone.